Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Commanders. I'm your host, Brian Murphy, and as always, joined by AAA Anthony Armstrong. How are you doing, my friend? I am great. Just trying to navigate the the coaching hires and what's going on. I feel like it's never been this wild, this um, unprecedented, this many just names going in and out of potential, you know, coaches for the Commanders and any other teams, really. Uh, but what about yourself? How's everything going on your end? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Getting through cold and flu season like champs, hopefully. Uh, but we're, yeah, we're good. I, I've, I've been trying to keep up with it as well. You've been doing some great solo shows as well. I've enjoyed those. Um, but yeah, it seems like every day, every hour, uh, a name comes up, a name changes, a name who was supposed to go somewhere else now is in the running. Uh, it, it really kind of in a smaller version is what this head coaching search was to me. So we'll we'll see how Dan Quinn is able to fill out the rest of his staff, obviously looking for an offensive coordinator um, and, and some of those names that we've seen pop up. Yeah. Well, now, what is your thoughts on the Dan Quinn hire? I know that it's obviously been a couple of days removed. The, he's yeah. officially named the head coach press conferences on Monday at 2.30 Eastern. Um, so I'm sure that somebody, one of us will be, if not both, will be tuning in on that. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a quick uh, reaction pod afterwards that y'all can tune into. What was your thoughts on him being named the head coach? Yeah, uh, it was not what I expected. Maybe a little underwhelming, um, but that doesn't mean that it, he can't be successful. I just am, I think I have a little PTSD from being down here in Atlanta. I saw how it ended, um, but at the same time, he had some successful years. I mean, you have to give him credit. He he went to the Super Bowl, obviously lost that in heartbreaking fashion, but then he went back the next year, got a win in the playoffs, probably should have beat the Eagles that year. Mm -hmm. And uh, in a different universe, we're talking about Dan Quinn at least going back to the NFC Championship uh, the, the year after that Super Bowl. So there is some positive. Um, you know, a lot of it, I think, has to do with who he hires as an offensive coordinator. I think that's why it's such a big deal. Obviously, he had mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan, and that was the Super Bowl year. And he followed that up with Steve Sarkeesian because uh, you can't do uh, – that's not too bad either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, it was a little underwhelming. I, I was kind of hoping for a younger kind of uh, first time head coach, but maybe those maybe those weren't the guys. Maybe they weren't ready. The guys that they were talking to and, and sure. that's OK. Uh, but Dan Quinn's the guy now and, and, and we move on from here. Yeah, Dan Quinn having a lot of success on the defensive side. His defensive defenses have been in the top 10 in scoring. Uh, the Cowboys most notably here yeah. in the last three years. The guy was the architect of the Legion of Boom. Um, so there was a, a, a safety that wore 31, I want to say, for Seattle. And there's a 31 in Washington. So Cam yeah. Curl, you know, maybe he gets fit into some sort of role like that. The, the thing about it for me, I'm with you on it being uh, underwhelming. But when you look at the underlying pieces and you start to peel back the onion, you can say, okay, this this seems to make some sense, right? The defense is the side of the of the ball that you want to see get back to what we thought they could be. You know, this level of where they were a dominating defense, getting after the quarterback, creating turnovers. Uh, can Dan Quinn get that out of this defense? That's something to be seen. Um, and and I'm with you on on the offensive coordinator tip uh, to who gets hired over there. And if this was on Bet Online before, it, it wasn't. But if it was. They would have had to, to rip it off and make a whole new page to see who would be the OC candidate up there in Washington. Uh, before we get to that, let's talk about the good folks who bet online. That AG, uh, that's where all of our sports betting needs go down. Brian, 
tell them about what, what, what you got about bet online i like i like them what you got about them yeah absolutely you can go check out everything it's not just football obviously you can still bet the super bowl uh but they have basketball baseball hockey all that good stuff all the way to esports they have games that you can play check them out go go see and if it's your first time use our code b-l-e-a-v at betonline.ag we're recording this a week out from the super bowl uh on sunday and they've got the 49ers as a two-point favorite so go check that out go check out um everything they have to offer a lot of good stuff and as we said b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus bet online where the game begins yes uh, I saw something that said that they think that uh, it may be a proposal at the end of this game mm. at the 50-yard line, T on a knee, Yeah, proposing to T Swift. What do you think? Do you think that's going to happen? Do you see that happening this this uh, end of this game? I I don't I don't see that happening. I, I don't think either one would want to upstage the chiefs as a whole uh, i think that you know it could be announced in the off season but i don't i don't think it happens during the game i'd be i'd be very surprised if that happens i'm you i'm be the prince and i'll exactly. be the prince it's a love story man yeah uh hey i wouldn't time. i wouldn't hate it but uh i i just don't expect it i i'm, I'm curious if usher's gonna bring anybody out that's always fun mm. uh the, the gatorade color there are a lot of props that i look forward to on uh Super Bowl Sunday coin toss. I know people are tuning in even before the game starts for some of their bets. I think I already put mine down. It's tails never fails, baby. I That's think right. I put that down in September. Uh, man, I put that down in September. But let's talk about the offensive coordinators. I mean, a couple days ago, there was a name that came up that uh, Washington fans are very familiar with, Chip Kelly. His name was thrown out there right after Dan Quinn was was you know deemed the guy that was going to be hired. They said Chip Kelly could be a, ca- a candidate. Uh, that didn't, I wasn't overly excited about it. I thought the, no. the offensive production could be exciting, but I wasn't really excited about that. What about you? Yeah, that, that would have felt like the, um, I don't know. That just would have felt like another stick in the side. You know, maybe <laughs> you, you weren't thrilled about Dan Quinn and then he brings on Chip Kelly, but uh, yeah, I was, I wasn't too thrilled about that one. I mean, we saw what he did in philadelphia i feel like it worked for a year maybe two Um, but then but then defense has kind of caught on to that you can't go that fast or you know whatever he would try to do he tried to bring what he did at at oregon over it just didn't work i think he's had a little bit of success at ucla um but yeah that just didn't really light my fire to be honest with you um i will say that you know I don't know what he I don't know what he's like as an offensive coordinator. You know, we saw him as a head coach and we've seen him as a head coach uh, both in college and uh, in the NFL. Maybe if he's able to focus just on that offense, like you said, there could be some fireworks. There could be something uh, good to happen out of that. But uh, I just that was a meh. And that that was kind of my (laughs) reaction when I saw any of that news kind of come down. Oh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. It wasn't something too exciting. Uh, Clint Kubiak's name came up, the son of Gary, uh, son of Gary Kubiak, a longtime NFL coach underneath the Shan- underneath the original Shanahan tree. So, mm-hmm. like, this guy is two times underneath the Shanahan tree, so he's like a little grandbaby of the Shanahans. <laughs> um, but he's tabbed to potentially sign with the New Orleans Saints. Nothing can happen, obviously, until after the Super Bowl. So, you know, that, that position is potentially on hold. So that leaves us to good old Clint. Cliff Kingsbury, all these K's out here right now. I Cliff know. Kingsbury is tabbed as the favorite 
for the Commanders OC. At least his name is brought back up. And I think that a lot of it comes with the fact that he was the quarterback's uh, coach, uh, offensive. He was on the offensive staff at USC with Caleb Williams. That's right. Yeah, I, I've been seeing that come down. I, I want to hear your thoughts, but that that did seem to be uh, a lot of the connections were being made. You know, could Cliff Kingsbury go to Washington and that means somehow Washington ends up with Caleb Williams, whether they, uh, you know, trade up for him, whether he he doesn't want to play for the Bears and he drops the number two. I, I, I don't know, but that obviously has been the latest um you know, the latest uh, little bit of news. And that, that definitely was surprising when you saw that he pulled out of the Raiders job. Um, I guess uh, yeah. you said that there was a contract stipulation that they couldn't iron out. And now he's still out there. So, I, you know, whether or not you hire him, he's been in the NFL. Uh, I think they had a, a couple of OK years in Arizona. It wasn't anything super special, but you'd, yeah. you'd be smart to at least interview him. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to think the, the last time that he made his way into the head coaching job, he had actually went to USC, backed out, got hired as the head coach to Arizona because Kyler Murray was coming out of college, uh, the former Heisman Trophy winner, very much linked to Cliff Kingsbury. He'd, he'd recruited that guy since he was in high school. So now when you have an, a, he's once again connected to a quarterback, top quarterback in the draft. Yeah, they're like, hey, let's bring him in uh, into potentially be an OC. Now, the, I think that the way that this structure is set out, uh, you know, with Adam Peters and then Dan Quinn, just how things have been going out and, and with rumors going around that a lot of these other coaches probably wanted more control than they were going to get. It makes sense to have Cliff Kingsbury, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he's he's directly linked to that quarterback. Um, if the quarterback has success, then, you know, Cliff's going to be there. If he doesn't, then Cliff's going to be gone. The quarterback will be gone. So if you're going to go that route, at least get somebody who has familiarity with the guy. Uh, I mean, make it as comfortable as possible uh, where it deems to be uh, Caleb Williams at two. And then we talk about this. I don't know if you've done this yet, Brian, but I've found my way into a few mock drafts and simulators and things of that nature. And I've forced ways to say, maybe we don't take Caleb Williams. The first three times I went through, they had Drake May as the number one overall pick. Mm. So, you know, there's so many different ways that this, thing, that this thing can spin. And I even found ways to trade back twice and still get Caleb Williams in the top 10. So I'm very interested to see how this offensive coordinator job goes. Yeah, and this is another guy. We mentioned Chip Kelly. The last time we saw him in the NFL was as a head coach. Uh, I forgot about his 49er. I think it was one season, maybe a couple one seasons. Season, one season, two and yeah. four, a couple of wins. That's what it was. Yeah. Two or okay. yeah, so, and then Cliff Kingsbury, obviously, it didn't work out quite the way he wanted it to, like you said, with Kyler Murray, a guy that he was very familiar with. But again, another guy. If he can just come in and focus on the offense, maybe things could be different. I mean, I think we know what kind of offensive mind he is. He's had some, some success. He's been a, a hot name before. So mm. I'm definitely intrigued by guys that maybe can take a little less off their plate um, yeah. or a little more off their plate and do a little less. Uh, yeah. Like you mentioned, Dan Quinn, uh, I, I didn't remember this, but in Atlanta, he had a lot of say over the draft. Well, he's coming here. Adam Peters has got, you know, the the final say, it seems like, in this yep. setup. And that allows Dan Quinn to be the coach. That allows yep. him to come out and coach. Same thing with Cliff Kingsbury. Maybe he was a, in a little over his head, his first, you know, NFL head coaching job. And 
maybe maybe that was a little too much for him. Maybe he just needs to focus on the offense. Uh, I have to imagine, not obviously not as a coach, but there, there are so many parts to being a head coach than just calling yeah. the plays. And maybe guys are better at that offensive coordinator at a coordinator spot or a position coach yeah. where they can just solely focus on one thing. Man, I tell you, that is is so well well said, Brian. Because when you when you look at it and you're trying to do a little bit of everything, you can only do so much. Right. And and you get to the top of your profession by going deep into into what you do, like those offensive mm-hmm. coordinators, they will live and breathe offense and defense is the same. Now, once you have to start taking your attention away and, and making sure the offense is making the right decisions that you want to fall in line and then you got to also take care of off the field things. You see how quickly Ron Rivera can get, you know, in a head coach and you know, I was picking on Ron, but like Ron and any other head coach can get distracted by other things. Right. Right. I, I remember Mike Shanahan would uh, he was able to tap into the team meetings like whatever, whatever the projections is. You just watch the screen. Right. And see what's going on in each meeting room from his office. Right. So he wasn't necessarily hands on. He was a team leader. Um, and, and speaking of defensive coordinators, Joe Witt Jr. is the right. defensive coordinator. He's following Dan Quinn from Dallas uh, up here to uh, up here to Washington. So. Having that Cliff Kingsbury focus on only offense, don't worry about the other things. I think it's gonna it will bring the best out of the candidates uh, for whoever they bring in. Yeah, I remember. I think it was uh, Sean McVay's first year, and uh, maybe they just caught him on the sideline once or twice. Maybe he wasn't doing this that often. But I remember his first year. The, the offense would would be on the field. He's obviously calling the plays, like a lot of offensive minded head coaches are. And then they would show him when the defense was on the field, and he was sitting down, like writing some stuff down. And you could tell that this was it was kind of a growing growing pain. You know, you know, yeah. you're used to just calling the plays, and then there's so many more responsibilities. Uh, yeah, it could be it could be nice to have some guys that can solely focus on different things um so yeah i'm intrigued by cliff kingsbury i know it probably didn't end as well as he had hoped for in uh arizona but like you said he's been with caleb williams in usc and and honestly even if they don't get caleb williams i think that's still a decent offensive mind that you can uh build a that can build a good offense um so i'm intrigued by it but i like that they're kind of turning over every stone and even though a guy is linked to a place that they're still uh potentially talking to him so uh same same kind of deal it feels like like i mentioned at the beginning with the head coaching search they're going to go talk to everybody i think they're going to leave all their options open and, and make sure that they get the guy that fits best um you know for the offense for some of the pieces that they have but but also to work well with dan quinn and adam peters and under yeah. josh harris i think it's all got to be cohesive and i i, I like that yeah, I, I gotta get your opinion. Did you hear? There's a little bit of back and forth. He said, he said, she said, with the, the Ben Johnson fallout, and uh, you know, there's reports that he said that he was put off by the ownership group that they were just basketball guys, and yeah, uh, they he that that they he thought their football opinions were too high, were too big, um, and this that's why he kind of wanted to stay. And also, he didn't interview well. What do you think of that? Like, what what are your thoughts, initial feels? I hadn't got to talk to you on that. Yeah, I mean, I know. We, and then I saw something that he didn't let them know until um, they were in there in the air in the on the air. way to Detroit to interview him and Aaron Glenn again. Honestly, I think that the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I, I doubt that he was some terrible candidate. I, I doubt that the Washington commanders, uh, you know, think too highly of themselves. I, I think it's somewhere in between. I think 
he probably had a, ch a bit of a change of heart, a tough way to lose uh, last weekend, you know, heartbreaking way. Maybe I can get back, get over that hump with these guys. Uh, whatever the second thought is, maybe he wasn't a great interview. I think that these are two two sides that just didn't mesh for whatever reason and they took their shots and now it's time to move on i mean uh you know if he doesn't want to be in washington i don't know why you would force him or, or or be upset that he's not here it obviously wouldn't have worked out so i, I don't think that i, I don't know the, the one side saying one thing another side saying something else that tends to let me know that somewhere in the middle is is what actually happened always always something in the middle it is always something in the middle i've been getting spooked off by the price tag of, of the young guy sure. I, mean, I think hey you know what man if my name had been been floated and touted as the top candidate all year i might have started believing in that kool-aid too yeah um, and, and, and you're like you're gonna be highly highly touted and you're speaking about bet on, we we talk about bet online one of our sponsors he was like the overwhelming favorite like it wasn't even close and so yeah, yeah if he's like yeah you're penciling my name in you got to make sure you 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 meet some of my demands and i get yeah. You know Washington backing off on that that regard too so and shout out to them know. for that though kudos to them for that yeah because you got to think about it in the past uh they'd have, they'd have written a check that would have been blank You'd have had Jim Harbaugh here for $20 million a season. Mm -hmm. Frankly, I mean, they, they're coming in here with a plan. They're building through the draft, supplementing through free agency. They have a structure that they want to go about. Brings in football, a football mind to, to help with a search. So um, in my eyes, if I had to pick a side, I'd say that Washington probably is – the way that he's uh, gone about his process so far, I, I, I would trust that over over what what has been leaked on the other side if that is true or not um yeah i mean plus i mean the fords that's a family of the car business they're in the car business so i don't know hmm. who knows yeah. never mind that's neither here nor the angle pick on ben uh he'll definitely be up for somebody's job here coming up soon but maybe not in washington let's see if we get some success with dan quinn yeah, I, you know, I am excited, and I think I think the the coordinator hires are going to be so important. And and you mentioned Joe Witt. I love the fact that they're they're just making Dallas weaker. That is a, that is a positive <laughs> to all of this. Um, that they're taking away from their best unit this past year. I know it ended poorly, but uh, I, I like that. So yeah, I think that he. Listen, I, I go back. I I said, you know, I live in Atlanta. I saw how it ended, but also he really got his guys motivated. And he if he can keep that up, if he can bring that culture to Washington. That'll be huge. And then if Adam Peters can put the guys in place, uh, you know, for him to use and for him to mold, it, it could be something special. That's for sure. No, it really could. I mean, you think about it like this. Everybody that has worked with Dan Quinn has went on and on about how good of a man he is. Logan Paulson says he'd get into coaching uh, yeah. on Dan's staff. Michael Parsons goes on and on about his relationship with Dan Quinn. I mean, hey, you never know. This may be a play where you're just trying to be in a position to to have uh, money to get Michael Parsons in a couple of years. Yeah. Who knows, right? Who knows? You never know. Anything can happen from this, right? Anything can happen from this. So I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting in Josh Harris and that ownership group to, to go up there and do what they're you know paying people to do and hiring people to do. It makes sense to me right now. Uh, and, and frankly, you got to think that Dan Quinn has learned from those past experiences, yeah. right? I mean, I, I love Kyle Shanahan, but you got to think Kyle was much younger then, mm -hmm. right? Like, 
is there something that takes away from, uh, say, a Dan Quinn's focus on trying to get the defense to keep the lead rather than saying, hey, don't be so aggressive, and then he loses. You know, who, I don't know what happened. Hell, Bill Belichick shows up with two two game plans anyway. So uh, there's so many things that go into that. All I'm saying is it's a lesson learned. It's yeah. a lesson learned. Dan Haley made a great post. wife shared this. He said that a lot of great NFL coaches have had the, their best parts of their career have been their second and third opportunities. Yeah. You know, Pete Carroll's and uh, so many of the names he shared that I don't know off the top of my head. I think yeah, Don Shula was one of them. Yeah. Belichick. I mean, there's yeah. a lot, right? I mean, it's lofty praise to, to give to the guy. But you got to think, hey, he's been able to get back on the defensive side, show that he can still coach. And then now he's going back to be the head coach and doesn't have to worry about the roster. Just go worry about your football team. That's the best scenario to be successful as a coach in my eyes. Yeah, and I'm really excited you mentioned Cam Curl, but what about Jamin Davis and Emmanuel Forbes, two pieces that you've yeah. seen? Like you see a little bit of a spark, but you just haven't seen that whole fire start. And based on everything you see and read and hear about Dan Quinn, he could be the perfect guy to unlock something for those guys where we haven't seen quite yet. So, yeah, there there is a lot to be excited about. Uh, and I go back, you know, do you want Ben Johnson if he's not a, a, a great fit? Or do you want a guy like Dan Quinn who's excited and fired up to be there? I'll take the guy that's excited and fired up and and, and roll with it. So so let's see what happens. I'm, I'm not – I saw a lot of fans were very negative. I think we just got to, like you said, trust the process. Uh, let, let's see how it plays out. See some of the hires that he makes. Let Adam Peters, you know, do his scouting and, and, and get his draft picks in here. And, and, and then let's start seeing when we get to the summer, what things start to look like as, as we ramp up into a, a brand new season. Yeah, buddy, I'm going to drop something on you impromptu. All right. Ooh, Just okay. impromptu. First time we're doing this uh, together. I'm, I'm we're going to do ourselves a little quick mock draft okay i like it it already started you see it the draft already so you see my you see the screen right yep all right so this one here i just hit start all i did is pick seven the, the bears took olu fashano oh my goodness okay first overall pick so what do you want to do it too you got you got your pick of the litter i uh I got to take Caleb Williams. I, I, I think that he is uh, the best uh, quarterback of the big three, and if you got a chance to take him, you do it. All right, cool. So we drafted Caleb Williams at two. Uh, the names are going by. Jaden Daniels finds his way to the Jets. Um, we're working our way through. Let, let me ask you. Can yeah. I ask you a quick question on the fly? Yeah. So it is. We're recording this on February 4th. Obviously, what, two and a half months away. Let's. Take Caleb Williams off the board. I, I largely believe he'll be the first overall pick. If you had to pick between Drake May and Jaden Daniels, who are you taking on February 4th? Man, if, if those were the two people, um, I'd probably lean into Jaden Daniels. I think okay. I'm gonna lean, I think I'm gonna lean to that. His his production that he had in college. Um, even though I know the college offenses are kind of skewed, but if you're gonna get a guy like Cliff Kingsbury who's gonna be able to draw some things up, give me the guy who's shown some ability so shown some results rather than the potential I, i'm gonna go with the results over potential yeah he seems like a. oh i, I guess i only did a one round draft do it uh, again we got our guy <laughs> we got <laughs> we our got guy caleb uh, yeah no I, I think i'm kind of leaning the same way with you i like that athleticism and i'm curious to see i know we're recording this at the beginning of february but i'm curious to see if he doesn't jump up more boards all right here we go this one again now this one has drake may and we're sitting there at two so you still they took Drake May number one in Chicago. You got the choice to get Caleb at two. Let's say we do that, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do that. Now we'll let it run through. I was waiting on my, my pick to come back up, but I did one the other day. I did one last night. I was able to drop back twice, and I still got Caleb at eight. So um, picked up all types of picks. I was like, man, sign me. It was a weird. It was a weird receiver run, though. Okay. Well, listen. I mean, if if the next twelve picks for Washington are offensive linemen, you're not going to hear a complaint from me. So, hey, right. Address the need. Address the sixty. You know, sixty sacks that you've had on the year. All right, rolling into our second second round pick, thirty six. The Cowboys want to trade with us. I'm going to reject that. The Giants want to trade. Yeah, we're not doing in, we're not doing in division trades. Stuff, yeah. Right. Uh, Top couple of picks on here. You got Cooper Beebe out of Kansas State. He's one of the top guards that are out there. Tavondre Sweat to D-tackle. You got a guard out of Michigan, Zach Zinter. So generally O-lineman right there. I'm going to just take yeah. Cooper Beebe. Take he's the top top available lineman. Um, oh, we got another trade. We're going to reject our trade. Get out of here. Yeah. Denver. We got another option here. Just shoot, what do you want to do? Stay up front? It's hard not to. Uh, I mean, I, I think that uh, you, you can't go wrong with an offensive or defensive lineman, but um, I'm curious, you know, moving moving into this, uh, I, I'm okay with uh, – I'm trying to see the, the names on there. but um, uh, Devondre Sweat, Kingsley, uh, Sua Mataia, uh, Otak, a lot of BYUs there. So a couple of D-tackles I, I really, linemen. I, I really am not opposed to them taking both offensive linemen or, or, or you know, on on those two picks. I am curious um, if they would be enticed to move up to the back of the, the first round. If there's somebody that they really love, that yeah. could they package those two picks there? That's I one went thing I'll for be one. Yeah, I, I did the O lineman there. Um and like I said, I did that one draft where I was able to get back into the first at 27, and then I got Brock Bowers at 27. Oh, my now, goodness. I don't think it, he lasts that long, but, man. They're, they're, right? That could be something crazy if that happens. Once again, not doing any trades. Um, so now you're getting into the third third round, 67. You, you got a D tackle at the top. We we went two offensive linemen. We took Caleb Williams. Um so hey, let's say you take a D tackle, right? You could, and it's hard not to take a, a Georgia defensive tackle. I mean, we've seen how well they've done for for the Eagles and uh, how that defense is done across the board. So yeah, you can always sign me up for a, a Georgia defensive player. Yeah, the Georgia, Alabama. I mean, there's a couple yeah, of yeah. couple of schools where you just like mm, can't go wrong. Um, if I if I get over there, uh, this is gonna be fun to follow over the. Over the next couple of months, we're going to have to connect with Joe DeLeon. Yeah. Uh, you catch him on some of our other Believe channels. He does cover the draft. He's probably down there or was down there in the Senior Bowl this past weekend. Um, so we'll get him over here on the show to see just what directions. Ooh, the Saints offering us a haul for pick number 100. Uh, shoot. There's one guy I've been picking here, Jace McClellan, young running back. He's out of Alito, Texas, but he went to Alabama. Um, so you could get some more like depth it. at RB in the middle of the round. I also see, you know, I, I'm, you know, in the area, but Lad McConkey, I heard, was had a very good senior bowl. Uh, and he he looks like he could be like, I don't know, the next Edelman or or Welker, that that deadly slot receiver. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued where he goes overall. I mean, we're, we're still in the third round. Um, I think the the Bulldog fans will tell you he's a first rounder, but uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm curious to see where some of these these big names that you know uh, end up falling to. 
I think from I think from McConkey is going to come down to his numbers. I'm grabbing a linebacker for us in the fourth round. Um, I, I think also, you know, I'm curious if what Washington does at, at wide receiver. Curtis Samuel is a free agent. That you know, you still have uh, Terry and Jahan. That there could be a need there if Curtis Samuel doesn't come back. I mean, do you yeah. take a guy in the middle rounds that could you know immediately be a contributor? I don't know yeah. that you call your slot receiver a starter, but in some packages he might be. You know, I could see I could see a point to where like I've I've been pushing I've been pushing this resurgence of the tight end. Like there's really yeah. good tight ends around this league. And there's been a few spots where Jatavian Sanders, tight end out of Texas, made his way uh to the board. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna definitely take him. Uh we're in round five, round four, no round f- we're in round four right Just now. We have the- another pick. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna take another lineman. We're just gonna go heavy lineman. If we're gonna get that quarterback, we're gonna make yeah. sure we we can protect him. Yeah, you're taking you're taking that big of an investment at the number two overall pick. You better have the the means to protect him as well and sign a couple too. I mean, you need like what five, six new guys. Maybe I'm being a little dramatic, but not by much. I'm I'm honestly I could see like if you could if you could just collect picks and still get you know some of the people that you want. And still address you know quarterbacks and things of that nature. I wouldn't be opposed to just having just a very deep draft class and just yeah. saying, hey, we're going to see how many of these young guys can make it um, and try to change change the game a little bit. Well, I mean, well, not not to dog on the previous regime, but they they undervalued tight end, linebacker, and in the end, offensive line. And if that's all you do in this draft and this offseason is address a couple of those positions, uh, you, you could do way worse. You really could. Um, I mean, there's plenty of tackles that are going to be out there. I, and I think that you got to take a couple of them. I do. Mm-hmm. Take a couple of them, you know, and, and just have a whole bunch of young guys that are going to have to learn how to compete and get better uh, so they can get on the field. I think you got to get some another running back i do think receiver is is a position to pay attention to you know there's a there's probably a way there's a few ways that this could play out um you know that you get probably a pretty good guy ken coleman out of uh, florida state he popped up a couple times about mid rounds he'd be somebody to pay attention to well and, and also does a you know say you pick up cliff kingsbury is there a guy coming off the Cardinals who might be available in free agency that he, that really kind of thrived in mm-hmm. his offense. I, I, I think uh, Hollywood Brown and him overlapped at the end. I, I think Hollywood Brown is a, is a free agent. I know that's kind of a bigger name, but you know, you kind of look at that when you see guys come over, do they follow their coaches? I'm curious if there's a little bit of that depending on who they pick up uh, as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. There's going to be a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of names to pay attention to. I mean, you're, you're linking people from Dallas. You're going to link people from uh, Arizona. Um, he, shoot, as many young players that are going to be coming out of USC, there's some talented receivers there that yeah. Kingsbury is going to have some good some good knowledge on. You know, one thing I think about, too, is I still think Sam Howell's going to be able to have success in the offense. You know, he'll, I think he'll be able to pick it up well, too, especially if it's something similar to, to what Arizona has been doing as well. Yeah. I think we're all done with these picks here. They're all done. I think it was a decent draft. Getting away with your quarterback, Caleb Williams, getting one, two, three offensive linemen, a defensive lineman, two defensive linemen, a linebacker, tight end, and a running back. I think you check all the boxes right there. Yeah, that, that's solid. I, what, do we just 
Can you save that file and just send it to Adam Peters? I mean, how do you do that? I can download it. I can <laughs> share it probably via email. So probably yeah. Adam P at Commanders is, right. is probably the <laughs> website. Adam it's P. Probably GM. something simple like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my GM at Commanders.com. For real. Hey, let us know, though. Uh, we'll drop some of these uh, mock, random mock drafts midway through. Caleb Williams, we went with two overall. We ended up going offensive guard, offensive tackle at two, both in the second round. So straight up taking care of our investment with Caleb Williams and then mixed it up as we went on through the draft. Let us know what you think about our draft over there at Believe Commander. Do that on uh, X on IG, TikTok. Let us know what you think. How do we do? Uh, mock draft, Believe in Commander's Mock Draft 1.0. That's right. They're going to be uh, 17 before the draft comes along. So be sure to tune into all of them, save them on your phone and uh, keep track. Yes, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. It, it is really fun. Once they once they fill out this staff, it's all it's all gung ho from there. I mean, we're we're it feels like it's a long way away, but we're only two months from the draft, and so things are going to pick up. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I think you'll start to see this team take shape. I guess free agency is probably about in a month too. That usually starts mid March. So a lot a lot of stuff going on. A new era in Washington, and it's exciting. Whether or not it was the coach or coaches that you wanted, it's a new era, and I think you got some guys that are dedicated to winning. And uh, it's it's tough not to be excited. It's it's not that bad. It's not that hard, right? There's no games they can lose right now. All That's it right. is is building and. Growing for the future. So I say trust the process, folks. Understand there is a plan that is in place and you're watching it unfold in front of your eyes. And plus, it's a lot better to watch than uh, Taylor and Travis. So anyways, yeah. uh, for Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Believe in Commanders. Y'all be good. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.